Hello, everyone. Welcome to the welcome to the latest episode of Happiness and Humans. It would help if I could speak as a podcast host. Uh, my name is Matt Phelan, and I we've got an incredible chat for you today. I'm going to let my guest introduce themselves. Over to you. Hi, Matt. Um, I'm uh, Jason. I live on a tiny island um, off the west coast of Scotland, about three and a half hours uh, away from the mainland. Moved to about three and a half years ago. Um, and I actually used to live in London, work in London. I, that's where I met Matt. And uh, yeah, a bit of a life changer, really. Uh, unexpected. So I'll give you a bit of a background. I'm, life has been focused completely on work. Um, never got married, didn't have children. Knew that I needed to focus on work. Could just about look after myself. And then I read a book by a chap called Malcolm Gladwell. Some of your listeners might know him fairly well. Um, one book in particular. So I sort of blame all of this on him, uh, Blink, where it really basically talks about, you know, just listening to your gut instinct and going with it. Yeah. And that's what I did and ended up on a tiny island, now with a flock of sheep and a woolly hat business. I love it. And who's called, who's called a Jason, you or Jason Donovan? Oh, well, I suppose Jason Donovan, because, you know, I live on an island, I've got a beard. (laughs) (laughs) And Jason, before I want to come back to that, um, to Blink, actually, but um, we love to ask our our guests what makes them happy. um, What makes what makes you happy? You know what? Life in general. Um, When I say moving to a tiny island with sort of maybe 400 people on it, um, single track roads, makes you look at the world in a completely different way um and every day i am genuinely over the moon at life and, and that's allowed me to do so many things uh, and enabled us myself and my my wife to to uh, appreciate life in, in a very different way so life is good so Jason, one thing about happiness, right? I just want to ask you, and I want to yep. get into the story in a bit because I'm, I'm so fascinated by it. Um, we always say we're not called the high happiness index. We're called the happiness index because the emotions are supposed to fluctuate, right? They're supposed to go up, they're supposed to go down. Um, Matt Haig, the author, has got a really, really great quote, which is, unless you know sad, you can't, you can't know happy. Absolutely. And I imagine... One of the reasons I'm fascinated to interview you, right, I I love what you've done. I'm like, I think most people probably think there's a part of them that want to do what you've done, but also maybe a part of them that thinks, oh, I'll be happy if what Jason's done. But I, I'm guessing, and I may be right, I'm guessing you're, 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 it sounds like overall, averagely, on an average, if we'd probably your happiest, you're way happier. But presumably you still have sadness and down days. Can you just talk us through that bit as well, please, Jason? Because I, I I really think it's important to avoid a toxic positivity angle as well with happiness. So could you just talk us through, do you ever get sad and, and, and stuff like that? Yeah, I, what I'd say is happiness is different where I am now. So, so I used to love my job and I worked 24-7. And, and, you know, if you'd asked me then, I would say I was happy, but I would also be fatigued. I wouldn't be able to achieve some of the things I wanted to do because I would be that focused. But the happiness was there, as well as the sadness and everything else. Um, and, you know, just, and you have to, you're absolutely right, you have to have that fluctuation. Otherwise, you don't know what happy means. Um, and moving to the Isle of Tyree, 
there were probably more emotions than you could possibly imagine because I'd never seen the island before, never been here before, came here essentially to get away for a couple of days from work and never left. Uh, and you know, well, well, so well, did you go back to did you go back to sort your shizzle out, or did you just not go back? I need to know that detail. No, 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 no. no we just didn't go back. So, so we, we, so we never intended to live here. Okay, it was it was never planned. Um, Wait a minute, did you pop back? What you sort your life out, or did you just stay there? <laughs> no, we, we so <laughs> the only reason we popped back was yeah. to move items to the island. Yeah. So from, from the day we landed here, I, 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 I suppose to give you a bit of background to that. And, and this is where all those other emotions come into it. So I'm sat in Edinburgh in an office of a legal team who used to work for us because we owned a, a fairly successful agency um, yeah. doing fairly big numbers. Um, and our clients were very, very happy. And who's, and who's, who's, we, who's we, by the way? So, so myself and my wife, Yvonne. Yvonne um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we had a team of people, probably about 100 people spread out around the world um, doing stuff for us. And, you know, I, we were working with a, a legal team in Edinburgh. We'd never met them. Um, we went up to see them, have a chat like you do. Um, and we were just, you know, you know, when you start like, a meeting, you have the friendly get to know each other sort of thing. Yeah. How are you doing? What you've been up to? Um, yeah. And at the time, we were feeling pretty run down. And we said, you know, well, actually, what we'd really love is a bit of a holiday. And yeah. the, the partner of the legal firm, who we're still good friends with now, said, look, why don't you, have you ever thought about visiting the islands off the west coast of Scotland? Take a couple of days um, and, you know, you might find that it's relaxing. And I suppose one of the beauties of having your own business and running it, as well as all the other stresses, is you can make those decisions. Yeah. So there and then, after that meeting, we hopped in the car and headed west. Wow. <laughs> you know, and... and um, Yvonne, we were sat in the car, I can remember it vividly, we sat in the car and Yvonne's looking on Google Earth, there are other, uh, and she, sort of she sees this little dot in the Atlantic that has white sand beaches around it and turquoise blue sea, and we think there is no way so, that so, be. so Yvonne is in the car using yep. satellites to scout your location at this point. You don't know you're going to no. that. No, we had no... Like, Yep, yeah, it, it, it was just, you know, and this comes up, this is all Malcolm's fault, I'll tell you, because, you know, in, in the book, it talks about sometimes you just need to go with it. You know, 10,000 yeah. years ago, when you heard a rustling in the bush behind you, it was whether that was your dinner or you were its dinner. Yeah. And yeah. you just knew. So, so we thought, and, you know, you can't plan making those sorts of decisions, but sat in that meeting, it just felt right. Wow. Why not? Why not yeah. go and do it? You know, what's the worst yeah. can happen? We end up traveling back to London again and, and getting back on with what we were doing. That's, by the way, by the way, that's our French team's um, motto. That's what we say. It's pourquoi pas? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Exactly. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's the best thing ever. And so it's about you know an hour and a half across from Edinburgh to, to Glasgow and then a bit further on. And we didn't even know how you got to these islands. Yeah. So while we're in the car, the joy of technology, Yvonne's looking up, you have to go to a place called Oban where you can catch a ferry and go yeah. to an island. And is um is is of our next military? I'm imagining that she used to be in like <laughs> so so as well as having the agency, she was the CEO of a very large insurance business within the Lloyd's of London market. So she's yeah. a clever cookie, you know. Um, yeah. so I trust her with the directions. Um, and uh, it was it was one of those things where you know we, neither of us could believe that this was actually a, a real image. So we thought, well, yeah. let, let's hop on a ferry, 
Yeah. Worst thing is, actually, it's terrible, and then we come home and we've we've had that experience. Even yeah, that, why, one, not? why not? Why not? So, so <laughs> we roll up. You know, we've never been on what's up here. All the ferries are, are run by a company called Calmac. Yeah. Never been on one before. Had no idea how you even do that. Um, you, so we have little or no sort of luggage with us. Just you know, the stuff for the overnight to to, to mm -hmm. Edinburgh, um, and we are sat in the queue on the ferry to this tiny island called Tyree. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're still phoning and talking to people who are doing, you know, the day to day. And uh, we get to Tyree and, and I, I, I swear that the universe conspired to make it impossible to leave because yeah. everyone thinks that Scotland is cold, even in the winter. And especially when you go into the West and you get into these islands, they're sort of fairly foreboding yeah it's not actually the case it's a really well-kept secret that they are the warmest places in the uk so it doesn't drop below eight eight degrees in, in the winter now we didn't know this at the time so we, we get off the uh the ferry everyone's looking everyone's everyone who's listening there they've brought up another browser now they're they're on TripAdvisor. <laughs> exactly it's it, honestly it's really well there's a website called visittyree.com go and have a look you'll, you'll blow your mind um and and um the door opens and it's this stunning you know blue sky and there's no wind or breeze and and we drive off this ferry and there's hardly anyone around and about five minutes from the uh, the ferry port uh, port is a bit of a stretch it's it's a, a thing that you get off and drive up a road a single track road uh, and um the main again you can't even call it you can't even call it a town it's a cluster of houses that has one shop in it and that's the main sort of center of tyree and we put up and there's this beautiful beautiful hardly used harbor we get out the car and we both stood up and we thought my god this feels like home this yeah. is the weirdest feeling ever um and we both felt it at the same time and then something strange happened you know we're used to getting on the tube and no one ever talking to you and that whole sort of you know don't stare anyone all that stuff and, and i'm on this beach in, in the harbor and a chap comes over and says, hello, how are you doing? As you run away. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, okay. And we had this amazing conversation. And he you know, spent a huge amount of time there. They had a house right on the harbour. Um, and we were like, wow, this is, this is okay. So let's just go for it. Yeah. And rather than booking into a hotel and deciding, you know, just take a couple of days to wander around and explore, that day we start. We thought, well, it, it looks like it's quite hard to find somewhere to live here because there's you know, minimal housing. But there was a, a little centre that you could hire an office. So we went to the place and said, "Can we hire an office, please?" So we did, and we thought the worst thing that can happen is we've got this office. There's a, a microwave in there. There's a, a bathroom and shower. So if we can't find somewhere to stay, we can work and sleep in the car if we have to. You yeah, know, yeah. it's so beautiful here um and you know you've got all these emotions going on so, so you've made that decision and you know as humans we are fantastic at post-rationalizing aren't we we make yeah. a decision and then we go okay why have we done that should we be doing it and we rack ourselves and we said to ourselves we're just not going to do it we're gonna we, we've made that decision this oh, is yeah. now going to be home and the funny thing is right, so well, 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 about, well, I, well, 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 well you i'm 
so even at that moment where you're chatting to that guy and then you're looking for the office you've decided that's home because you said it's a, you felt like home yeah. but now you're yeah. saying you've decided this is home absolutely and, you know this is, uh, on, this is day one is it this is day one this is within a couple of hours yeah this is that is the reality of, of of how we made those decisions and you know there's a whole bunch of stuff people go well you hold it you've got a business that's you know servicing loads of clients and you've got all these people and our business was a bit of an odd business model in, in itself because we always be believe in in doing things slightly differently it's just how we're wired and um ironically we've been working with a client for about a year and a half and there's a a massive massive contract to to do some innovation centers all around the world and in my life i have never said no ever yeah. to business i just you know because you know if, if you do your job right the people who are, you want to work with and they want to work with you you would always want to yeah, yeah that's the whole, whole bit yeah. so so that, <laughs> it was then so how do we start telling people that we're about to completely change our lives and and, and throw things in into into the mix um and uh, but when things feel that way and you feel that strongly you just have to do it mm. so, so happiness i think is a combination of being absolutely petrified um and also having confidence in yourself yeah. uh, and, uh, and 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 moving between those felt right in itself um mm. so, so yeah a bit of background into how our because you know how do you how do you in five minutes decide to live somewhere and you've got a company that's doing fairly well and and, and loads of just people to capture, also just to capture something you said is there's a saying is it that home is not a place it's a feeling which oh, i've heard absolutely. people say loads of times yeah. but that sounds like that's what happened to you it's not a place it's a feeling and that feeling came to you but because you'd been reading that book you allowed that feeling to enter whereas before yeah. maybe perhaps you, oh, we blocked, would, you blocked that feeling out yeah we would never have done it i, I mean it would have all have always been overridden by I, I suppose a sense of obligation also that there is you know i, I loved what i i did you know it made it filled me with joy as well as sadness and all the other things that working in business does i love the people that we worked with um and i suppose i fill out a bit of a gap because you can't just a, a traditional business you can't just stop mm. but we'd we'd model our business around a, a weird thing um when we set up the agency we both decided that um we wanted a business that didn't get caught up with money yeah. so we had our legal teams that's why we had so many of them write a contract for us that said our clients are never allowed to talk about money they decide if they want to pay us after we've delivered the work and how much they want to pay us yeah so, so so and we never wanted to employ people directly because we thought when you build a business that means you start have to take it taking on work that you don't necessarily want to do to ensure that yeah. you feed the engine yeah, so right. we built up a, a an amazing network of the most talented people that we could ever find all around the world yeah, so who were more than happy lean. sorry super lean absolutely and we had people working with us who i mean were way beyond our league you know everyone that sat around the table all the time was way better than ourselves way more intelligent and just you know and that was an amazing place to be but it meant that we weren't letting them down because they, they understood how that worked now our clients yeah. also because we had a really good relationship with them we said look it's gonna sound a bit weird but we're moving to an island yeah and we said you know 
we didn't know at the time it was massively connected. We didn't know the internet was any good. We didn't you know, and we didn't want to put them in jeopardy. So we just that week started making phone calls and talking to people saying, this is what we're going to do. We've got to do it for ourselves. It feels right. Yeah. And they were all really understanding. No one had a problem with it at all. You know, and we gave them information about where else they should go and maybe work with people and other agencies who could deal with the stuff. And it, it worked fantastically. Um, and, and honestly, we, we never look back. Um, I, I just want to um, capture a couple of points, Jason, whilst I'm listening. The first point is that point about how you've let that emotion come in, which is something that we talk about in our data. And the second point, if we look at the top four drivers of happiness that we know, um, you've definitely talked about one quite a bit, which is freedom to take opportunities. And, and the other piece that I think fascinating is some business owners build businesses that become their own jail that that keep them in it and they've sort of built something that everyone else from the outside is like wow they've built something really cool but really they've built their own jail that they can't get out of but it sounds like you built something so when the opportunity came to to seek freedom you could just do it i just i'm just trying to capture and, and knit a couple of the points together for our listeners yeah that, that's exactly what happened and you know we didn't set out there was never any intent up until that point that we set foot on Tyree that we would want to dismantle the world that we'd created that the reason that we set up a fairly a very lean and very agile business was because we were fed up with being as you say trapped you know the, what's the point in building something and, and not being able to escape it yeah. um and that worked out really well <laughs> um and for us you know when we moved here we didn't we we didn't intend to do anything else we thought what we'll do is it's home we're in a position where we've got a bit of time to decide what we want to do and enjoy the island and um in, in a small it's it's such a small island you talk to one person and then you talk to another person and by the end of the week we had somewhere to live yeah you know, wow. we, we had we you know and we decided we're going to rent somewhere not because it wasn't a permanent place that we were going to call home but it meant that we could search for what what the physical version yeah. of home looked like. So we had that emotional connection that was just kicking in. I mean, I've never felt anything like it. Um, and for Yvonne to feel exactly the same way. Yeah, you know, she, a, quite, I was thinking that earlier in the questions, but I didn't want to talk. No, that's right. Yeah, that's read, has she read the same book? Yes, we actually got, we've got two copies of it. <laughs> I do find that fascinating, especially when it comes to coaching, reading, development, is that you kind of, like anytime I finish something at work, I'm always thinking, I need my family, I need my family, my friends to all go through this because you can end up on different levels and paths and stuff, can't you? I'm not saying any path is better or different or worse, but especially when you're married, yeah. if, if you're on a different path and, and you had been in that scenario and you were like, let's just, I'm just going to follow my energy, Yvonne. And Yvonne would be like, what has happened to it? This is a midlife crisis or something. So <laughs> exactly. it's. Um, it sounds great. That's that's what I wanted to capture. So that's great. You both read the book. Um, yeah, we were exactly on the same page. Uh, and I, again, I think that's you're absolutely right. That's why it works so well. Is is we were both in the same space in in our heads, um, and it allowed us to have an absolute clarity on, on making what is when you look back on it a massive decision. Um, and, and and Yvonne will tell you herself. She is the most. So she used to be the chief risk officer before she was the CEO. So she's risk averse at the highest level. I mean, yeah, her job <laughs> was avoiding risk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so, you know, it was 
it must have been at that point exactly the right thing to do for for and, and it's great because i'm i'm the least risk averse person on the planet so, so we balance each other really well you know when i'm trying to shoot for the moon she say let's get to the end of the street yeah <laughs> excuse me um so i think i would i would recommend you know excuse me baby one second i would recommend always read the book together yeah uh, whilst, you're, whilst you're recovering from choking on that tea <laughs> there's another thing that i i kind of wanted to talk about which is career happiness uh with you jason which is there's this there's this horrible graph right um that sort of plays out where people are basically happiest at 18 and 70 and then in between there's this like a massive dip down to about um me and you <laughs> where, <laughs> where it's kind of a mix and, and people listening will kind of know that mix where like you said you didn't go to children but you may have elderly relatives uh it's the highest amount of pressure that you could be under some of your family you're becoming a carer for some people have got children some people have not but everything in life is is hitting you in that sort of like um 35 to 45 bracket and um do you does that have when i describe that curve to you because i don't think everyone has to go through that but that's just the data that's the average right oh i, I so so i can i can talk about it in the extreme yeah. so we the week we moved here um we we had everything planned and then we knew we had um, a few weeks of figuring out how do we get our stuff here and at that time um, we got a phone call yvonne's dutch we got a phone call saying um we need you to come over to the Netherlands because uh, your father, my father-in-law, has been diagnosed with terminal cancer, yeah. uh, and he's got a matter of sort of weeks to live, really. Um, and at the same time, your mum has been um, diagnosed with dementia. So, you know, we're going through this huge change that is making us, you know, feel settled and happy, yeah. and then we're hit like a truck from the side, um, sideswiped by both of Yvonne's parents being in this really mm. precarious position. And, and so, so we had to jump on a flight um, and head over there and figure out how do we make this work? How do we ensure that her father has the most comfortable and enjoyable last few days of his life, but it turned out to last few weeks of his life? How do we sort out how her mum is going to carry on what do we do and you know this was a mammoth task yeah. whilst we're trying to move to an island and uh yeah i mean massively emotional you know really hard work and i, and I think if we hadn't had made the decision to move to this island i think it would have probably hit us even harder yeah um and we took the decision that i would come back to here and and, and basically personally ferry everything up and down to the island to, to have something so that when the inevitable happened uh, in the Netherlands it you know Yvonne had something that was more stable to come back to so you did, so was, you you took care of the move yeah thing. because you were although the meeting was in Edinburgh you were London based at this point we were yeah we were based in yeah. South London or sort of yeah. you know south of the south of the river right on the river um and it, it was about how do you you can't 
just phone up a removal agency and go, can you take this stuff up to a tiny island? I mean, the logistics are a nightmare. So it worked out easier for me to hire a massive, because I'm an old man, I can drive a seven and a half tonner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that, is that, there's a certain rule, isn't there? That there is, yeah. It's, that is just a crazy rule, isn't it? Which is, oh, what, what's, the, what's the, I don't want to date, but what's the... No, I, I, I think, I can't remember what date it changed. I think it's sort of, you know, if you were born in the 90s, you, you can't. Yeah, you know, um, and you can only have three and a half ton vehicle. But if you're old and haggard like me, you can drive a seven and a half ton lorry. I mean, that's so random. I'm sure that someone. It's crazy. Uh, it's absolutely crazy. Well, anyway, yeah, the fact that you can drive a seven and a half ton—that's great. Great news. <laughs> awesome. So, so I'm heading up and down the country dealing with that, uh, and. Um, actually it turns out it's easier to fly from the netherlands from this tiny island because we have as a as a result of the second world war there's this massive uh, runway here and we've got an airport that's like a bus so you don't have to go through security and things it's two flights a day to glasgow and then you go to the netherlands so we were more connected with each other here mm. three yeah. and a half hours off the mainland than if, than if we were in london so you so, actually so do have a, you yeah, actually have a runway you have a runway on the island Oh yeah, it's massive. You can you can land a Hercules on it. So the, yeah, the, I wow. mean, we we came to this island with no knowledge of Tyree at all. I mean, yeah. we we are the worst cliche on the planet. If you're in Scotland, <laughs> English people from London moving to an island, you know, it's 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 just what it is. Um, but it turns out that it's it's got two flights a day in the summer um, into Glasgow. It's about forty minutes away, and then we get quite a few ferries. So you're connected, but you're remote at the same time. Um, and it took about three months for everything to happen with um, Yvonne's parents in, in in the Netherlands. So it lasted a lot longer, which is an emotional thing to do. So, so it meant a lot of flying to and from and, and, and dealing with that. So, you know, happiness uh, comes in many strains. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I think, you know, you're absolutely right. At this age, you, you balancing what it means to be I think content and happy is quite a hard thing. Yeah. You know, you, you're absolutely right. When you're 18, the whole world's ahead of you and you're pretty fearless and everything's an opportunity. And then when you've retired, you're you know, making the most of it. And it's one of the things that we didn't want to feel like. So the reason we set the business up before moving here that way is we wanted every day to feel like it could be retirement. So we wanted to enjoy it and do it our way yeah. um, and suffer the consequences, whether that's right or wrong um and it seems to be you know, turned out okay um i think you know we, we moved here we got ourselves settled um and again something that's very different about being here is you know you do go to your neighbors now our neighbor is a a mile down the road you know it's just, you know, there, there isn't it's, it's a very different experience but had a cup of tea um with said neighbor and you're just expecting to talk about life, the universe, and everything. Um, and um, he asked me a very random question out of the blue, and I was I was so relaxed. Um, so you, you got to remember, I could just about look after a pot plant if yeah. I was lucky. Okay? Uh, and he said, "Would you like an orphan lamb to look after?" And I, without it, again, Malcolm Gladwell, we've got so much to answer for. Yeah. I just said yes. I didn't yeah. think about it. I thought, wow, this is, you know, I, there was I, I, two two things I've done in my life without thinking you know, at all. 
Uh, and th those two things have completely changed our lives. I mean, oh, wow. in indescribable ways. So now we have a flock of sheep, um, <laughs> you know, and something we, we didn't expect. Uh, and we have a business that's based around a flock of sheep. And that's that's what I'd love to get. I'd love to get into because I suppose that's a the wrap up two bits that I want to get into, which is as honest as you can be the commercials behind it, because oh. obviously you had your business as well. So yep. how su much support did you have yourself to make that decision? Because not everyone might have a business and then they might be an employee of a bit of debt, but they're like, I'm really in inspired by Jason here. So can you just as honest as you can be, can you talk us through? How you made the financial change, giving up the business through to what the model is now? Because I think, I think I'm on board. I want to be there, but I'm also thinking there's not everyone's with Malcolm Gladwell. There's going to be more people who are like, yeah, but I've got sort of financial side behind this. Yeah. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, I'll, I'll preface it with, um, it, regardless of your financial situ financial situation, you can make working on an island work for you. It yeah. really does. Um, now, we were very fortunate. You know, we were running a business. We had some money in the bank um, and we had zero debt. So so we both run our lives up as a zero debt model. So we would forego buying big things unless we could afford them. And that was a change that we made. I think that's a fundamental thing we need to capture because your, your mindset there is very different but it's also led you to freedom to be able to that that must have been a part of that so i do think we need to acknowledge that and the fact that not that you need a pat on the back but that's actually that's been a this is a reward of that approach as well because not everyone's like that yeah i mean the majority of people for for you know the way things are have probably a mortgage they have that maybe they've got at least a car they, you know and, and that's the things that people do at the moment to get through life yeah. um we absolutely took the conscious decision that we didn't want to do that and it wasn't because we thought some big thing would happen it's purely that you know when you run your own business you know that in the blink of an eye the world can change and you could yeah. lose everything um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into a date, dating history but how long have you and Yvonne been together oh not long so, so that's a story in itself uh it must be about six years now yeah because you said we like it's a it's a joint decision on that debt-free thing so that's yeah, that, that's a, an important thing that you've decided together isn't it yeah absolutely i mean it was a we've we've always both tried to run our lives that way but we made it more so when when we got together we said okay this is what we want to do um yeah. and we we didn't know why we wanted to do it it just felt like the right thing to do um i think when you you've seen the world crash a couple of times and lots of people yeah. You know, who who seemed on the outside to have vast amounts of money then have nothing you go actually do you want to live a, a more so because that makes that made me happier as well there was the worry that i'm sure some people have at the end of the month can they meet their obligations can they you know that that is a, a hard place to be yeah um yeah it's it's, it's just yeah you know, and i know it's a fact of life so i think it's something that shouldn't be taken lightly and it, it is extremely hard to live without debt you know society is built around acquiring debt you know yeah. that's why we have all, and, and but so, so that was not an easy thing to do um but it was you know it, it over time you can do it um so it absolutely it made moving to an island easier yeah but it's not the one thing that makes it work 
you can yeah. come here there are people who who you know i'm sure would be able to make it work we live we've had a a, a challenging two years but what it has done uh, for the world is go you can work remotely so yeah. something that was not seen as a valid way of doing business actually makes these places much easier to live in and much more you know because the cost of living here is negligible compared to living on the mainland yeah. um uh so, so yeah it, it's 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 a different way of doing things but but and what and just get, get us into that why is it is it because there's just nothing to do obviously when you're in south london you're out all the time or is it because stuff is actually cheaper like what's talk us through that bit as well okay okay I get so, to, I mean, questions now but no no go for it go for it no so, so it's it's different uh, you're absolutely right if, if you live in any town city on the mainland you probably have a gym membership or you have a membership to something you probably go for drinks quite often you go out for pizza you know you live life that's what life modern life is uh when you come and live on an island and you have two shops one of yeah. them is a co-op and no probably bigger than your local corner store yeah. you have um two sort of hotels if you can call them that they're more large houses with with rooms and bars that aren't open all the time um but what you have is stunning beaches all year round um we have made the most amazing friends on Tyree. yeah i can't explain it's unbelievable i suppose maybe because you're all the same mindset um it's it's just completely different so you have to reset what your idea is if you are someone who absolutely has to go shopping every weekend or enjoys that that's what makes them happy you are not gonna function on an island where you can't do that yeah. but if you're happy to go actually well going shopping or going to the club or drinking was just a byproduct of because it was easy where i am but what i want to do is focus on other things in life then this is absolutely where it gives you the space to do that um so you don't have to have huge amounts of money in the bank it helps too but that does it in life anywhere yeah um if you currently work remotely or think you would want to work remotely this is absolutely the place to do it we we have now um in the last two years <laughs> so much for slowing down um we we've had more clients contact us saying oh actually why, why don't you come and do some stuff for us because we never need to really meet you face to face we can yeah, do all the stuff from here. Well, yeah yeah absolutely i mean so, so we're working for some of the biggest organizations in the world from a tiny island in the middle of nowhere yeah so take us through the 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 new model then so it you've got the sheep the hats and sounds like you're still doing some of the work for the previous world how does um how does all t tell us about your career now and what that looks like <laughs> my career now is get up in the morning yeah. head down to head down to the sheep and feed them make sure they're all okay because sheep have a habit of trying to kill themselves yeah um, they've all got personalities they've all got names they're lovely yeah it starts my day off with a smile yeah. um uh they have individual names but they also have a collective noun so if you shout monkeys across <laughs> the field they will all come running towards you <laughs> it's the strangest thing people think we're nuts um and then it's uh, we've got a, luckily we've got a little studio um and it could be that we are need to make a hat because our hats are all made to order again yeah. it goes down this route of you know what can we do that creates the least 
carbon footprint and the least amount of waste because why wouldn't you do that if you can um so we get hat orders come in it's a dtc model so you can only buy them on our website or, or you know if you phone us up or whatever we do get client work so yvonne is currently working for some city clients um but we can structure that everyone knows where we live we, we don't hide that at all in fact they love it it means that we can work at our own pace and do our own thing um and then you might go surfing um, yeah. our best our best friends own an amazing surf school on the island you know, I, yeah i was turning into a fat old man um and i think my one struggle has always been because I, I used to love sport and exercise and when i was really working hard i, I struggled to make that balance work yeah um and you know, first moving here yeah it's, it's it's yeah it's just one of those things um we don't have a gym on the island at all so so you know when we say we have nothing here we have yeah. nothing here except beach and blue sky and you know lovely clean air and all that sort of stuff um single track roads <laughs> it's crazy you don't even have to have an mot to have a car on the island so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy um so that has been a a constant struggle it's how how do you balance that you know fit and healthy because they are two different things um and make that work so so we've been working on that whilst we've been here as well um and even looking at you know, how we eat so, so when you can't go to a tesco sainsbury waitrose as the whatever yeah. little any of those places um how do you make good food how do you do that how do you balance that time um and that's been fantastic because yeah, yeah yvonne is phenomenal at finding out stuff about yeah, food yeah. So, so so we've yeah even our sheep we don't use chemicals with them at all yeah. they uh you know live on garlic and seven different herbs that keep them nice and happy but they're the same ones that we would eat as well yeah. and, and you know get don't get me wrong i am i i I've, I've never looked at the world in that way particularly yeah but it just sort of makes sense you know it, yeah. it it's it's there so why wouldn't you do that um yeah it's, yeah it's 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 an absolute change of mindset without knowing that you're doing it yeah um and but, honestly i've had i've experienced some of the greatest sadness here as well and this is gonna sound very strange and i'm sure a lot of people think it's it's a bit a bit crazy but when you have sheep they do die with without reason yeah. sometimes yeah I grew, up, and, I grew up on a farm with sheep so I know. Uh, they, they, there you go mm. uh, and for me because they are members of the family and they are pets they're not something you send off to market to, to end up yeah. on a table the first time we lost a sheep i was absolutely destroyed it's like you know yeah. how how did that happen and, and but you know, I think it's it's a good thing you have to have that spread of emotion. Yeah. Um, we started wild swimming here, which is yeah. the most phenomenal thing. And when I say the water is clear here, the only way you you will understand what I mean by that is you know you have to visit because honestly, you take a photo and you would think you're in some tropical on some tropical island somewhere. Oh, there's a great there's a great meme about that. That means you're still transitioning out of being a Londoner because there's this graph. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I'm not. What, um, what people in London call swimming outside of a swimming pool and it's wild swimming. And then the rest of the graph is just the rest of everyone outside of London. What people call um, swimming outside of a swimming pool is just swimming. swimming. <laughs> so <laughs> every Londoners call it wild swimming. It's it just is. It's exactly. <laughs> 
it's just swimming. It's basically going into the water. Yeah, like what we're supposed <laughs> to do. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and you know that is you know that's a, an amazing thing. And, and we do a lot of photography, so, so mm. we. That's how I saw your journey. Obviously, that amazing video you made and and put up. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, I, I thought when we come to, you know, we used to do a lot of food photography for, for you know, um, fast food chains and all that sort of stuff. Um, so inanimate objects, easy to handle, came, came to an island where that wouldn't be the case. Thought, well, we'll just take nice, pretty pictures of stuff. Um, and I've never been in more international magazines in my life. Wow. You know, the first few weeks here, I'd, I hadn't really seen people windsurfing for years and years since I was a kid because yeah. it wasn't a big thing. But here's quite, it's a big thing internationally here and i just took some photos of some windsurfers and they ended up in all the windsurfing magazines around the world yeah, yeah. and i was in national geographic i think uh two three weeks ago there's a young surfer on the island called ben Larg. he's six he was 16 when i took the shots um he's now 17 and he surfs um the biggest waves in the world he's fearless wow. he's phenomenal and so you come to this island where you expect nothing to happen and he's just had a film made about him he's got a, a feature-length film made about him that's released wow. all around the world called ride the wave yeah. um, about his life growing up on an island and becoming this amazing surfer and i'm fortunate enough to call them friends so, so yeah. i've spent a huge amount of time in the water i've learned a new skill taking you know water photography and again you know that going back to the point made early on you know when i say i'm happy but that comes with lots of fears as well so you go into the water with a huge camera and a bunch of kit that you haven't used before because you're used to doing it on the, you know that could yeah. end in yeah, devastation yeah. and tears so, so yeah. you are still challenging yourself you're still you know moving yeah. forward um and we managed to get one of his shots on the front of people probably don't may not realize but, you know scotland is absolutely a different country because it has its own newspapers and everything so the sunday papers here are totally different so we were in their big national on the front cover with this young lad um that's never happened before to have a wow. surf on the front of a, a mainstream um sunday magazine so yeah um it has been every day is absolutely an experience and that's yeah. on a personal business and development level um so that split second decision <laughs> on that yeah. one day has been amazing uh, and i think you know, yeah. anyone if, if you can you know, if you if you understand what the reason we say you know it doesn't feel right or it feels right is yeah. because you know millions of years of evolution have given us that ability to do that we just ignore it yeah and jason i think i, I want to leave it there because i think that's yeah. beautiful a circular point and i think it's 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 backed up by our data which is that's why i did the, the book freedom to be happy the business case of happiness because basically happiness equals performance not the way not the other way around but the other backwards bit the source of um the source of happiness is relationships and freedom and things like that but you can't unlock them without being emotional and and experiencing your emotions which to me when i hear your story the malcolm gladwell book has allowed you to let these emotions flow which has created greater happiness you're making better decisions and, and you're doing some of the best work you've ever done Absolutely. so that i i think that's a perfect place to leave it um 
anyone that is interested in, in in finding out more what what's the the best way to follow this story because i want to keep following it <laughs> so so um on that idea of sort of moving forward we did start a little youtube channel um it's not brilliant at the moment but it's called uh isle of tyree tiny island life you can see it there or we have a website um whelan.co.uk that's w-e-l-a-n.co.uk and it just tells a story of, of what we've been up to um, Brilliant. Yeah, so it's yeah. the same spelling as my surname, but put a W instead. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Oh my gosh, this has been better than I could have imagined. Thank you so much. And I'm I, um, I'm going to be finding a, a way to come along with Pat Fay on that flight from Glasgow in in. Absolutely, I will get you here if it's the last thing I do this year. I'll get you both up here, and I'll show you what you mean. And you'll be doing your your podcast from Tyree. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, that was, let's do it. I mean, right. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Nice. Thanks, Matt. You have a great week. Catch you later. Bye. See you. Bye.